Are you ready for a flood? Are you remembering Noah, who got ready for a flood? He got ready for a flood. There's somebody not quite as old as Noah here today, but nearly. At 66, you're looking amazing, Jim. Come on, happy birthday to Jimmy. Come and preach to us, brother. Come on, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for Jimmy and all he's doing, all he is, and all he's going to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, Alan. Let's stand together. I want to applaud. I think the leaders here are doing a great job leading us to the next phase. And I'm enjoying every single one. I sit on the edge of my seats. I try to bring a big notebook so I can take notes every week because you learn something great every week. Why don't we put our hands together for the guys who have been doing a great job leading the work and and praising and walking us through the, the eight Beatitudes. So let's take our seat. Now listen, let me just put a disclaimer in. I'm about to preach the ninth Beatitude. Oh, the old geezer's getting a heretic now. There's only eight in the Bible. Well, actually, there's only eight that make Jesus' sermon in Matthew 5. But the Bible is full of Beatitudes. Things, it's packed full of things that you could do. And you say, happy are those that do this and happy are those that do that. And so I want to give you number nine today. My title today is Outrageous Love. It is Outrageous Love. And... uh, I just want to say that I believe this ninth one I'm about to share is not more important than the others, but I think it undergirds every single one of them. If we don't get this, we don't get any of the other eight. And I'm so excited. The kids are in today, so I got, I've got a, a tip to hit this in 20 minutes, so we'll get battered straight into it. And um, if we can have the second slide up, this one, I believe, is number nine. Now, you may have, has anybody ever heard this hidden principle in any sermon of your whole life? Anybody ever heard this, the principle of the hidden? Okay, that's good. Happy are the hidden. Let me give you the Jimmy Dowd's expanded version of it. Happy are the hidden, for they experience the greatest breakthroughs of their whole life. Happy are the hidden, for they experience the greatest breakthroughs of the whole life. I'm so excited about it. I love this, because even at 66, something explosive is going on when I came on this principle. I'm so excited about my future. Okay, I don't even feel I've born yet. I don't even feel I've begun to live yet. I got 30 now, at least 24 years left in me at the top of my game, and then I'll go to the next level and do some more things for Jesus. So, here we go. Happy are the hidden. The moment you discover that God doesn't ever let you down, He never abandons you, He never rejects you, He never ignores you or excludes you, but He does hide you. Turn to the person next to you and say, it's so flipping dark in here, I can't see you. You're hiding, you're hiding over there. You're hiding over there. I love darkness because darkness means you get more excited about the light. So come on. God's outrageous love 
Let me see this. And this is, I love it. Looking back on my 66 years, one thing I've noticed is that my trousers didn't stay up. And also, God's outrageous love hides you many, many times for a great purpose. Please don't, don't miss this. Don't miss this, please. <coughs> a 12-year-old boy, fully God, fully man, misbehaves. He misbehaves for the first time on record. He may have misbehaved other time, but he misbehaves for the first time. He goes missing for three days. Three days. By this time, his parents are one day's walk away. You know, guys, what it's like when you get home from church and the wife says, where's the kids? You go, what kids? You mean you left the kids, you forgot the kids. That, I've done that many times. I know you guys, I've done that many times. They say, where's the kids? What kids? When did we have kids? So, that's one of those moments. They're looking at each other, where's the kids? Oh, yeah, beauty. We walked the whole days home, and he's gone. So, they walk a, a full day back. Where is the 12-year-old boy? Fully God, fully man. He's in the temple, and he's blowing the greatest minds that have ever lived. The, mind, the temple that day was full of people with Einstein brains, some of the most clever people on the planet. And this 12-year-old kid, he's blown them out to water. Three days, he had to be blown them. I get 20 minutes, he gets three days. In Luke 2, 2 47, it says, everyone. Nobody fell asleep, in other words. Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and answers. If that was your boy, what would you do? If your boy had just scored his greatest goal, if he had just blew his greatest song and guitar, or he just delivered his best sermon, amen. I'd have him on a world stage. I'd let him loose. I wouldn't hold him back. But what does God do? He's just delivered his all-time awesome message. He had to be feeling, I'm ready now. I'm ready now. What does God do? He hides them for 18 more years in a joiner shop. Alco said it brilliantly this morning. Yeah, we're going to Scotland. It's all brilliant. And then, bang! His mother dies. He's back in darkness. He's back in obscurity. He's back into what the heck is going on until Miriam wakes him up. That happens to all of us. 18 solid years, he hides his boy. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. And then, you remember in the Bible that moment, the dove comes down to baptism, and the voice from heaven says, this is my beloved son. This is my beloved son. He must have been feeling, yeah, beauty. I've now had the Alco announcement to the universe. I'm ready now, baby. Suck this one up. What happens next? Forty more days he's hidden in the wilderness. Come on. He's hidden 40 more days. You, whether you chose it or not, were hidden in your mother's womb for nine solid months. They're trying everything they can do to upgrade the scans to get a proper glimpse of you before you're born. Soon they're going to develop an iPhone to stick in the wound so they can talk to you. They don't like that hidden thing. 
I was hidden. How many times have you had that alcohol moment where we're ready to go now? I got that new job. I got that chick on my arm. I got that, that guy down the aisle. I got that new job. I got that new contract. I got that new pay rise. I got that new baby. Surely this is the beginning of the best season of our life. And then before you even finish your fashion chaps, you get a phone call. Oh my God. And you're back. Just when you thought it was all going to be good and it's going to be brewing, before you know it, you're back in pain. You're back in darkness. You're back in that moment where, oh my goodness me, just when things were looking up. Bang! You're back in darkness. You're back in, and you think, oh my goodness me. Does anybody here know what I'm talking about? Come on, that moment, you think, oh, this is it. And you can't see you can't think straight. You wonder, does God love me? Does he not? Has he abandoned me? You find yourself in that place of obscurity, darkness, barrenness. And you wonder, has God abandoned me? i got brilliant news for you. Nothing has gone wrong. Can we say that together? Nothing has gone wrong. God hasn't buried you. He has simply hidden you for the right moment. Let's applaud the Lord Jesus on that. Come on, that's worth it. That's worth it. It's brilliant. Come on, come on. Isaiah 49. Just in case you think I'm making this up, Isaiah 49 says this. He's talking about Jesus. Listen to me, you islands. Hear this, you distant nations. Before I was born, the Lord called me from a mother's womb. He's spoken to me. He's made my mouth like a sharpened sword. Here it goes. This is Jesus. This is the hidden principle. In the shadow of his hand, he has hidden me. Not crushed you, not buried you. He has hid you. In the shadow of his hand, it gets better. He gets better. He made me a polished arrow. He got me my flights to Scotland. He got me a chance to preach. He got me that open door. He got me Davy and Joseph to stay in. And then, bang, what does he do? I'm ready to go. Bible says, and he stuck me back in his quiver. <laughs> it's brilliant. How many times do you think, oh, I'm ready, baby? Come on. I'm ready. This is the one. This is the moment. Hey, things are looking up, you and come on. This is the moment. Hey, ho, 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 ho. I've just written the best song that's going to go around the world. How many times have you been in that moment where you think, hey, this is it. This is my dream house. This is my dream place. And before you know it, you find yourself, you don't even know what your name is. You're stuck back in his quiver. Am I talking to anybody here? Remember just one person? You're back in his quiver. And then, I love it. This is Jesus. He polished him. Made his, and then, this is what he did at the temple. He hid him in his quiver. And he said, I, I've labored in vain. How many, how many can relate to this, by the way? Come on, come on. You do your best with your kids. You do your best with your budget. You do your best with your granny. And you still wake up feeling like a plate of mince sometimes. It's no good to nobody. Come on, let's be real. Let's be real. Let's be real. Let's be real. So here it goes. 
but I have labored in vain. I've spent my strength for nothing at all. Yet what is due to me is in the Lord's hand. And if you could go through every day in life and see nothing else but the Lord's hand, and you are hidden deep in the center of his outrageous love, and that outrageous love. So when Abraham's old, 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 and he thinks, hey, this is the business, we're going to have a son. You think, oh, you're beauty. Now, now we're, we're in the league of the dads and lads at the football. Years go by. God hides Abraham for years before the baby shows up. Are you getting excited about God hiding you? And, and God hides us. And I wake up on my birthday and I got 150 likes. I hope you're enjoying your day. Well, I was enjoying lying in a pitch dark room in my bed for 14 solid hours, fighting asthma, getting checks, x-rays. Was I upset? Was I heck? I'll tell you why. Because I heard a wee voice saying, do you know what? You're due me a birthday. I'm having you for myself today. I'm still jealous, and I want you to myself today. So you can go with your wife for a fish supper at Dalgetty Bay, fish up at four o'clock if you like, but I'm having the first part of your day. That's what his outrageous love is like. Don't worry when you get sick and you're in bed. He's just drawing you aside because he wants to love on you like never before. Come on, let's give it up for God. Let's give it up for God. We're getting there, we're getting there, we're getting there. How's the time going? His outrageous love, it keeps you in your mother's womb and don't let you out one day early till you're ready. God's outrageous love, you're there? Come on, come on, come on. See, His outrageous love keeps you hidden and he forms you into God's good arrow. He, follow, he, he forms you into the most awesome, polished arrow. Just when you think you're ready, he sticks you back in the quiver. And he keeps you there. Because only he knows when you're ready. And you've got everything you need to cope and be a blessing in the next level. And he knows when the world is ready for you. He knows when you're ready and he knows when the world's ready. I've had a great week just saying, God... What have you been hiding me for? Like David, you let me out now and again for a few fights here and there and a few things down the road, and that's been great. But still have got that sense that he's still hiding me. And I wrote down a new dream this week to impact all kinds of huge things, places, and worlds. And I was asking God, is this what you've been hiding me for? He said, yes. Man alive. I want to encourage you today because we all have these moments. David was hidden in the land of obscurity. He was in that land. And then before we know it, through different situations, he's king. He's king. And he's called to fight one of the most powerful evil armies on the earth, the Philistines. He wipes them out. King David wipes them out. You would think, by this time, come on, guys. You would think, I'm the man. I'm the man. Bring on any army after the Philistines. Bring on any situation. I'm the man. I'm the king, and I've wiped them out. But no. The Philistines return. They return 
to fight David. And David says to God, shall I just go straight down and sort them out? God says, no. Go and hide in the bushes. What? Didn't mean to to frighten the bear. Sorry, Paul. That's a cracking bonnet, by the way. God says, no, go round the back this time. They must have think, hold a minute, I went straight down the last time. I waked them out. I cleaned them out. You're telling me go round the back and hide in the bushes. What's all this about? Do you know you're talking to God? You're talking to the man. I'm the man. I'm the king. I'm ready. God, God had one more thing to teach him. And God hid him. He says, no, David, this time you're going to go round the back and hide in the bushes. He must have felt brilliant, eh? Hide in the bushes. That's it. Take it, son. It's yours. Keep it. Finders keepers. <laughs> Finders keepers. Well, that's the street I grew up in, son. Finders keepers. So here it goes, guys. Back to, the, back to the message. Back to the message. So David, he's hiding in the bushes. And what does God say? God says, wait till you hear what I've been hiding. Wait till you hear what I've been hiding. So David is in hiding. And in 2 Samuel 5, it says, God said this to him, it's brilliant. As soon as you hear the sound in the tops of the popular trees, move quickly because that will mean the Lord has gone in front of you to strike the Philistine army. He had one more thing to teach David. There's a supernatural world out there. And there's a whole angelic army of warring angels out there. And they're fighting for you, and they're going to win the battle for you. You just need to take a chill pill, mate. And, but once you hear them marching in the trees, you know the battle's done. Let's give it up for that one, God. Come on. David had to be hidden to learn that. You don't fight battles. God fights the battle for you. You may be surrounded, but you may be surrounded, but you're surrounded by him and his angelic army that are fighting for you. So David learns this. Outrageous love does not leave you alone to fight your battles. Outrageous love, outrageous love fights your battles for you. The whole army, guys, please, please, please get this. The whole army of angelic angels. So, guys, I want to cut to the chase because we've got a few minutes left. So, what do we do with this thing? What do we do with this hidden thing? What do we do with this moment when you, you know, it looked like it was all going to be hunky-dory? You know what I'm saying? You got a thousand-pound pay rise and the tax man asked for 2,000 the next day. What do you do in those moments? What do you do when, you know, I don't like like things are happening? Let me tell you about two old dying men. One of my favorite old-time stories. Two old dying men in the hospital. One is propped up at the window. And he's looking at the window. One guy's sold. He's lying flat out. He can't see a thing. The old guy at the window, he's got a few days left, but he takes an hour every day, one hour every day, to look at the window. And he's the eyes and ears of the guy that can't see now. He says, oh man, you should see what's out today. The sun's out today. Romantic couples are walking hand in hand with ice creams. Little boys are on their scooters and skateboards. 
Little girls are skipping with ribbons in their hair. Every day he spends an hour telling the old man what it looks like outside. Every day. Then one day, the flat-out old man wakes up and the bed is empty. His eyes are gone now. His ears are gone now. He's wondering what life could be like. He's only got a few days left himself. He said to the nurse, for the last few days, could you prop me up at the window, please? Could you please prop me up at the window? So just my last few days, just as a favor, so I can see at the window. Of course, of course, of course. What do you think he saw when the nurse propped him up in his joyous moment? And he's thinking, this is it. I'm the man. Have a ride. Put the next slide up, please, if you don't mind, girls. A white brick wall. That's what was outside the window. I love this. His friend was looking through the white brick wall every day and telling him and painting pictures for him. But he never actually saw a thing. And here's what we do with this outrageous love. Here's what we do in the moments that you don't get it, that he's hiding you, and it looks like he's abandoned you. Here's what you do. You look through the white brick wall to see what's going on in the mulberry bush world of the supernatural. That's exactly what you do. Oh, the headlines every day. Donald Trump this, Europe this, everything's thingy. Yeah, because they're all headlines on this side of the wall. That's understandable. They're the headlines for the natural man. You don't hear about the headlines on the other side of the wall. About the millions and millions of Muslims that are turning to Jesus Christ and being baptized more than ever in history before. Let's give up for the Lord Jesus Christ on that one. So I have one thing to ask you before we finish today. Which side of the wall are you going to live on? You see, he called you out of that side of the wall. He called you out of that side. The Bible says he called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. He actually says we have been hidden in Christ Jesus. Say that after me. We have been hidden. That was, that's what you call a weak, a weak one. Say it again. We have been hidden. We have been hidden. I want to encourage you. I want to ask you, what side of the wall are you living on? Because he called you out of one side of the wall to live on the other side of the wall. Because on the other side of the wall is outrageous love with you in the palm of a hand. And he's working out all the goodness and kindness in heaven he could possibly think of for you, your children, and your children's children for the future. Let's give it up for God for that one. So what's on the other side of the brick wall? What's on the other side? Because God's inviting you today to break through the wall. He called you out of darkness, that side of the wall, to live on the other side of the wall in his wonderful light. And in the, on the other side of the wall was a whole supernatural world. Here's what it looks like. On the other side of the brick wall is a giant hand of God keeping you hidden for the right moment. 
on the other side of the brick wall is all the source resources of heaven God has made available to you. All of it on the other side of the wall. On the other side of the brick wall is endless doors of opportunity, favor, and blessing. And when God decides that you can handle them, boom, he'll let you out for a while. So what side are you going to choose to walk on? I think his invitation is, Maybe some of us, including me, we've been walking on the safe side too long. And God is looking down from heaven and said, you know what, guys? Of course, it's much more risky on the other side. But let me tell you something. The fun, if you choose today to walk on the wild side, is the greatest place on the planet because you're no more fighting battles. You're no more sweating, worrying about resources. You're chilling in the mulberry bushes until he, until, until he speaks. God is calling you to step through the brick wall today. He's calling you to bask in his goodness, his kindness, his love, his outrageous compassion for you. His supernatural power, peace, and joy. He's inviting you today to smash through the wall. Step through the wall and live on the other side of the wall. So when you put your head on the pillow and all you could see is that, that problem, that difficulty, you have a choice to make every time the devil shows up with this side of the wall. Are you going to stay there? Are you going to smash through in that moment? And enter into the supernatural blessing of God. He's calling you today to walk by faith, not by sight. The old man didn't walk by sight. He looked through the wall and he imagined what was on the other side. And God calling you to do that today. I'll finish very quickly with a personal story. Elma and I were sitting. We decided to go old school, stuff the diets for the night, and get a golden chip, box of chips. Dripping in brune sauce, salt, vinegar. You know, drip on your trousers, straight to the box. We're sitting there, we're in heaven. This is old school, but this is real food. None of the Ponce avocados every two minutes. Halfway through the box. <laughs> Halfway through the box, so we get two of the worst texts and messages we've ever had. And God nailed me. Okay. You just had two of the worst accusing, horrendous texts and emails. What are you going to do? Are you going to step on that side of the wall feeling sorry for yourself? Are you going to flip and smash through that wall like never before? And it's a daily challenge, guys. Stuff comes, bad news comes, cancer comes. But we're still called to step through the wall into the world of radical faith. I took the box of chips. I'm telling you, I was still hungry. I was, I, I was so enjoying them. Half box of chips, I threw them straight in the bin. I stormed into the garage and grabbed the spade. I started to dig like I was heading for flipping Australia. Ten years, Elma's been asking for the Garden of Eden, and it's more, looked more like the, the Garden of Hell. I slept a few hours in between, but for 40 solid hours, I dug like an insane man. What was I doing? living on the other side because on this side of the wall 
we all going to live for me. But if you're willing to go through the wall, you could live beyond yourself like never in your life before and be a blessing to your family, your friend, to the whole universe, no matter what hell kicks your door. Let's stand together, please. Get the band up quickly. Thank you. Let's applaud the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on. Come on. Come on. What's the best song to take us out, George? I am who I say I am. You might even want to say I am where he says I am. He says you're seated in heavenly places. That smells like the other side of the wall, guys. Come on. How many people are willing to admit now and again you get yourself stuck on this side of the wall. Now and again you get yourself, feel sorry for yourself, you get just stuck, you only see the natural. Come on, how many, how many, come on, come on, guys. Come on. Well, today, God's inviting you as you sing this song. Just make a decision. On the other side of the wall, if you forget everything else, on the other side of the wall, there is this, the Father's hand. And he's hiding you. You may even be 90 one day. I read this week a man's whole life was changed because a 93-year-old man gave him a one-liner. 93-year-old man gave him a one-liner. If that's all you live for, to give somebody a one-liner, that's well worth being hidden for. But I want to encourage you today. Life has felt like mince for some of you. It's felt tough. It's not been easy. But I'm telling you something. On the other side of the wall, keep your eyes and your spirit and your faith on the other side of the wall. Because on the other side of the wall, the limitless, insane, outrageous love of Jesus Christ has got your future all worked out. Suck that one up, devil, in Jesus' name. Come on, let's applaud the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, guys.